If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. That said, when the word at the street that uh, LSU quarterback Max Johnson had entered the NCAA transfer portal and that his brother, our all-world tight end Jake Johnson, had decommitted from LSU... (laughs) Uh, my phone given the holiday season lit up like a Christmas tree and yes much hilarity ensued uh, for me as I checked why it was a buzz on Twitter Uh, and and I realized uh, I realized what was afoot and trust me guys I've been digging deep into my naughty to the knolls level of sorcery and lobbying the football gods as only I can especially on behalf of our beloved Knowles. Sleepless nights abound, and I adhere to the task because uh, our passion, my passion, knows no bounds for the beloved Knowles and the need to flip this roster, and we will continue to fight the good fight. But yes, I am well aware. actually reached out to Brad Johnson last night. I'll be that kind of transparent. I want you to know Tom's in this fight, too, and he didn't waste much time in asking me if I had checked my mentions yesterday via text. I'm just wondering if Brad is going to deliver his uh, his two boys to Florida State in a way that, you know, maybe the uh, the personal touch never got delivered this way. That's all right. All will be forgiven and fu- it's if funny. we can get these two young men to campus. Here. Yeah, it was funny. I got a uh, – what was I looking at here? Let me, let me see if I can find the text. Um, so Brad Brad is an avid ping pong uh, competitor. He, he loves to, to, to challenge folks in, in ping pong. And I was going back through some old texts, and <laughs> one of them a while back, Tom, was, hey, I just sent out a package for the station. Sorry it's a little late. Hope all is well. Brad. And that was the package, Tom, that we thought would contain not something just for the station, which it did, but also maybe a little something for you. As it turned out, it was just for the station. It was the Wheaties box he was yeah, on. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, and I didn't have, uh, I didn't feel like I had the kind of, uh, I don't know, relationship where I could then circle back after getting a gift package in the mail with some Super Bowl items that Brad had sent and say, what about the stuff for Tom? <laughs> I didn't feel like that was a good look. So I, I didn't. I didn't. 
The next time he texted me, he was shooting threes at the Kentucky game. And, and oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Awesome. So he so, gave me the Super Bowl, so that's fine. I was gonna say he gave you a Super Bowl and and I would note that uh this would be bigger than most things, including that Wheaties box he sent me. If we could get Max Johnson and his brother, who is in some circles the number one rated tight end in the country, to come to Lord knows we've had some issues at the tight end position, Tom. Uh yeah, <laughs> dare I say that would be the bigger of the two developments. <laughs> now, I don't want to besmirch Max because Max is not a bad player, but no. I, I think that would be the bigger of the two developments would mm. be that you get a number one rated tight end in an offense that could really, really use help at that position rather than like seven projects. Yeah, um, it would be a big get. I, I like the idea of both for me. For me, it's both. I, I've, I made that abundantly clear a while back that I thought Max would be a, a worthy target. Spoke it into being, some say about the transfer portal. Uh, let it be known, Max, they're in disarray in Baton Rouge. It's time to take it on down the road. Your talents deserve a better venue. And uh, why not bring it on home? Bring it on home to Tallahassee, where uh, as a kind of a dual threat and certainly a very good passer uh, at, a, at a high level uh, in the SEC, seems to translate pretty well in the ACC, I would think. I would think. Uh, so... I'm all for competition if um, if Jordan Travis is going to continue to take strides forward and fend off those who compete, then this will be no problem for him. And uh, if, Bra- if if Max is just the better player, which I think he is, uh, he'll, t- he'll win the job. Max would elevate the room, but I don't know that he was definitively better, especially if you would come in with this particular offensive line situation we have right here. Because he, he will tend to just let somebody hit him in the face for a sack. <laughs> oh, and yeah. that would that's... Yeah. I mean, now if you're playing for an offensive line that can block it up, that's not a concern. But if you're if you're with our offensive line, I don't know that that's that's any way to live. Now well, he's a lot more mobile than his father was, so he's got that going for him. Much more mobile and has been a good player in that league. And uh, I would say that, yeah, obviously no quarterback uh, is in a good position behind our offensive line, but especially one that's not. Uh, unbelievably uh, adept with his feet. So that's why Jordan Travis has been the right answer uh, for this team. But it doesn't mean he's the right answer moving forward. The better you get blocking it up and the better caliber receivers you get if you'd like to have a drop-back passing game. And I would. I would. I think Mike Norvell would, too. I think they would like to run some semblance of the offense they ran at Memphis instead of this offense that we're having to run because we don't have receivers and we don't have a tight end and we don't have a very accurate passer. And so, you you know, you you do that. Yeah, I think in some ways by the end of the season, they ran what they ran in Memphis. It's just that, you know, when they're generating the one-on-ones, it's not going to be there. So you got to find something else. But, you know, a lot of the things they do with the run game seem pretty similar. And you could see in motions and pre-snaps and alignments and, and from week to week, as, as Kenny is fond of saying, Kenny Dillingham, we're like what Clemson does. You know, we'll, we'll be very different from one week to the next. They'll generate that matchup, and then, you know, somebody's covered like a blanket. Yeah, so. yeah. It's hitchity-doo, hitchity-doo, and let's try and scramble and make something crazy happen. Ryan writes, Preston Daniel, this is Mike Norvell. We need to discuss your future here at FSU. <laughs> you guys were ruthless yesterday on headlines about that. I couldn't believe it. Typically, when somebody is picking on a segment group or whatever, there is a voice of reason. But toward the, towards the end of the show, no. 
Y'all were collaborating on weird ways that there could be transportation in the transfer portal. I would get rid of uh, upwards of 25 players. I'd, I'd ask, I, we need this roster's ass. I'd have everybody out the damn door. There'd be opportunities all about the place. Transfer portal, transfer portal, transfer portal, transfer portal. You, 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 you. Oh, good to see you, Johnny. You too. Hit that portal right there. There you go. Yeah, there's all kinds of time to... Right. Take it on down the road, boys. Yeah, you could be, you know, maybe a, a zip code over, and you'd hear <laughs> like, "Oh, it's like coming for me! Is, well, it's coming for me!" <laughs> and also, it's working overtime. You know, it's like overheating yeah, yeah. when uh, when old Wheezy would get going for you. <laughs> did you rescue old, old yeah, Wheezy? Yeah, yeah, I got Wheezy. She's okay. home safe. Did I tell you that a mutual friend of ours did the project there at uh, at the old place of employment, and my Mets stuff is safe? Ah, oh, you did not tell me, safe. and that is exciting to know that your Mets stuff has been like Ray Knight in Game Six salvaged. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good because that was a really cool thing. And I remember going back in there one night, going, "I got to grab Tom's stuff," and I was looking everywhere, and it was gone. I said, Damn it, man! I grabbed what remained of. Uh, there was one fat head that was still in there that uh, sits in Clark's room now. It's the Buccaneers helmet. Oh, that's a good one. It's in Clark's room. It's yeah. on his wall. He loves it. It's amazing. You know what? They weren't lying about how easy it is to peel it off a wall. You wouldn't think it'd be that simple. Yeah. Not that this is a commercial for them, but it actually works. So, at this point, uh, it is pretty interesting. Every day brings about change, brings about another opportunity, sometimes disappointment, sometimes, oh, that's a possibility? All right. But let me tell you this. I have been able to reach out to several sources. I know you have, too, in the last, I don't know, last week or so, trying to get a gauge on what's possible for Florida State. And it's not a matter of me telling you this player is going to say yes, this player is going to say no, we're going to lose out on this guy's recruitment, or we're going to gain here in the transfer portal. That You know, you want more of that, go to warchant.com and read Michael Langston. Obviously, I am doing that. I'm keeping abreast of the situation. But I'm looking more big picture because I don't, you know, I'm not sitting there looking at high school tape. So I understand who the big names are. I understand that Coach Norvell visited Armella yesterday. That went really, really well. That looks like it's going to be a slam dunk, one would think. That's, that's important for our number one tackle. That's a, that's a good thing, okay? I'm excited about that. But for me, as we see with all the change that's happening, You've got to keep up with the Joneses, for lack of a better term, and that's what we're all worried about now is, yes, the, 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 the pressing matter of bringing in better players is on the mind of every Seminole everywhere because you've got to continue some of the for, forward momentum you had here. It wasn't overwhelmingly great. It, five and seven could never be described as such here in Tallahassee, but it was a step forward. And you are able in many ways to kind of you know, gather yourself, galvanize – in this case, change the psyche, the mindset, the work ethic, the mentality, day-to-day in that locker room, in that program. That was accomplished. So was the fight on the field. So was the increased level of physicality. All the stuff that wasn't there in that lost COVID season. You saw some, some gains here, but you also saw what we all know was a painfully lacking uh, roster. So I get that every day you're like, can we get better here? We got to get these players in here. We got to raise the floor. We got to create competition. We've got to have a path forward to getting better with better athletes. It's about the the Jimmys and Joes, not just the X's and O's. We 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 know that. But long term, it is about how are you going to keep up uh, with a Miami now that they seem committed temporarily at the very least in upgrading 
both the facilities and efforts to be a better football program. And we know Cristobal can recruit, even if you don't think that he's great with the X's and O's, and I don't. Uh, you do gather that he'll have some success, especially early on in recruiting. Already has. Uh, and so that worries you. You figure a more buttoned-up operation down in Gainesville as it pertains to recruiting will pay dividends as well. And Napier, I think, is a good coach. We'll see if it works out. That transition isn't always a slam dunk just because a guy had success in a group of five doesn't necessarily mean he will in the power of five. But all the indicators seem to be that, at least in the beginning, this guy is going to care about recruiting uh, in a way that Clearly, his predecessor did not. So you worry about that, too, when you know Florida has money. So you think about that. And then you think about the changes at LSU, and you already know what Georgia does, and you already know uh, what Alabama does. So we think about the region in which we're recruiting people, and you say, how are we going to compete, especially as it pertains to NIL? And that gets me to my point. You brought it up earlier in the week. I called around in addition to knowing who you've talked to, and that is a that is a real thing. There is... They seem to have buttoned up their NIL game. There is a plan in place, one that they can lay before recruits. It's not a pipe dream. It's not a we're hoping to do this. It is a we are going to do this. It looks like some people within the program, meaning graduates and those who care, who have gone on to succeed and have some money, have stepped up and said, I'm in. I get it. I don't want us to go by the wayside. I'll help out where I can. That is a thing. That is happening. Yeah, you know, I, I heard about this a few weeks back as it, it was kind of in its grassroots phase of, of making sure that monies were allocated for, I mean, frankly, Tribe 22 to make sure that, you know, those kids, if Correct. they sign, if they sign, they're taken care of when they get here. You want to incentivize the yes. That's what they're trying to do. And I felt uncomfortable with it because, number one, I couldn't double verify. And number two, you know, in the era of the NIL, I don't know what's allowed and what's not. Like, I get it that other markets have said, all right, well, they've given their offensive linemen cars, and Texas is going to give them $50,000 a year. But I, I just don't know. Do you have to declare who you are before it becomes an official thing? Anyway, it gets declared yesterday in a press release, and it's called Rising Spear. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Well, what I know is that they didn't just start yesterday. This has been going on since NILs were allowed, this grassroots attempt, and, and successful one at that, of uh, grabbing different Knoll-owned and Knoll-run businesses throughout the region has already been taking place, and that members of Tribe 22 are, are already being taken care of after, in principle agreements, after they sign here at Florida State. So that's a good thing. The number I have before they got into Tallahassee, and I know there was some speculation about increased uh, presence here in Tallahassee proper, it's already 60-plus FSU businesses or business owners yes. or interested boosters, yes. whatever. People mm -hmm. with the money... People with the means, it's over 60 people who have already contributed to the fund, a lot of money going into it, um, and the numbers are good. I, I don't know how good compared to, say, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Texas in the near future, but I know that it's it's enough to grab my attention thinking, okay, good, I'm glad we're on it. We had some people with foresight to say, listen, we can't be left behind here and left back in the dust. It's huge. It's absolutely huge, and, and that is the aspect that gives you a fighting chance. Look, you're not I, – I will say this. To some degree, until this program is winning a lot of football games like it did in the not-too-distant uh, past, uh, you're not going to outdo an Alabama or a Georgia anyhow. NIL or no NIL. If they want a kid, you ain't getting them. <laughs> so, in all likelihood, unless he's one of these kids that's unique like Travis Hunter, where both of those schools want Travis Hunter. Who doesn't? He just happens to love Florida State. You got lucky. That's gifted to you. And now you did a good job of recruiting him and taking advantage of that passion. But that kid is just one of those 
diamonds in the rough that happens to be an immensely talented joker who loves Florida State and has always wanted to play here. Okay, well, you got lucky there. But when it comes down to a 50-50 battle and he likes, you know, this recruit A, who's a superstar, likes you, likes your team, likes your facilities, likes your fan base, likes your history, but also is open to going to Alabama or Georgia. Well, good luck, man. You're probably not going to get that kid. And so those battles were going to be lost before NIL ever got introduced. But when you have a kid that's an elite player that is seriously entertaining the better schools in the region but has a lean towards FSU, if you can show them the NIL, like we do have it, we have it. Listen, I can't promise you getting 50 grand a year like they are at Texas, but here's what you do have. You have these relationships. You already have uh, an understanding of the history and where we're going. And if you have a belief in the coaching staff, and we're going to do this for you on the NIL. That's important because it looked like very briefly here, like we had no discernible plan. Other than to roll out the announcement that we yeah, were all for apex, it. Yeah. yeah. No, we didn't seem to have any actual tangible, you're going to get this type pitch. But what's funny is you, you have to be at an arm's reach from the booster organization. You know, I, I think there are obvious implications about Title IX provisions and, and how yeah, you spend. Yeah, and yeah. So you have to be, it's just, we're breaking apart from, you know, student athletes and, and as we know, the NCAA, but we're not there yet. So you're in this, this oh, weird middle place weird, yeah. where you have to create these NIL programs that you know very well, 80 cents on the dollar, 90 cents on the dollar, 95 are going to football and football only. They're not going to any other sports, but they can't be connected to the boosters or else they'd have to spread the love a little mm-hmm, bit more. Mm-hmm. So w- what happens? You know, do your do booster contributions go down? But the net is a gain because you spend more on football. Like, where is this going? Oh, well, that's that's a different discussion for another day. You're right. If you want to talk about projecting the future of football revenue and how it's divvied up and contributions and all that, that is a very interesting conversation. It's a different conversation altogether. I I'm talking right here, right now, as it pertains to recruiting. I'm not really concerned about the boosters' feelings or anything else. Uh, and I know you're not either. I'm saying. Do we have a plan in place? Are there right. tang- is there tangible evidence for these recruits that you're trying to procure right now that we can do something for them akin to what they're being offered oh, elsewhere, and I, certainly akin to what they're being offered within the state? I can tell you for Travis Hunter, the answer is, oh, hell yes. Oh, hell yes, oh, there, hell is. yes, yes there is. Yes, there is. Of course yeah. there is. Better than the offensive linemen are doing in Texas. I can tell you that without getting into too many details. Well, and I can tell you that you know, Marvin Jones Jr. has been told that. I, he better have been. Well, of course. and they're, they're, So the point... The larger point I'm making is that the bigger names in this class and the ones that can help change your fortunes moving forward that you desperately want to secure a yes from on the early signing period, which is a week from today, right? A week from today. A week from today. Those guys have been assured with evidence that they're going to be taken care of. I don't know that we could have said that a month ago or two months ago. So that's a big deal to allay fears. But also just to certainly, I think, show the commitment that recruits of that caliber are going to want to see yeah. in football. We're not operating with dial-up internet. We're not on AOL 6.0. You know, we, we may not have the fastest broadband in the world, but we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. And the thing is that for the big players, we're covered. My question after the 15th to uh, our mutual friend, one of the sources, will be, okay, Kind of like how Mike Norvell needs to really value every single one of the 32 spots that he has mm-hmm. with 25 plus 7 mm-hmm. this year. Do you have an operating budget? And do you save some of that budget in case there's a springtime transfer or a summertime transfer? Because 
It's not just about 18-year-olds and 17-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about transfer portal prospects. So do you have a budget and, and do you have things allocated in a spreadsheet where you say, all right, here's our unused. We know that so, you know there's going to be a grad transfer O-lineman. There's going to be something that comes up in May. Because that's when Dylan Gibbons was signed, I believe. He made his choice in May or June. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't use your entire budget now, but you need to make sure that you use it on players that are surefire things. So that's where it gets really interesting for both the coaching staff to make choices on spots and then this organization and others on NIL for how many dollars do you spend and when do you spend them. Well, I think in retrospect, if you know you have a player the caliber of Jermaine Johnson, you better have something in the coffers. A lot of these guys are it's an iffy prospect. I mean, you got plenty of these guys. I mean, that's the problem with the transfer portal is – there are very few and far between slam dunk players who are going to perform anywhere near the magnitude of what Jermaine Johnson did or Keir Thomas did. Yes, so that, that, that's tough. But here's what I'd say, too, about that is this is where the check and balance has to be created. Now, you could say the whole thing needs to be checked and balanced. Oh, like, yes, without question. Yes, but let's say that you are the preeminent five-star quarterback. We already know that the preeminent five-star player is coming here, but you're the guy coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. And you play well your freshman year. You can hold out now because you get a free transfer to go wherever the hell you want one time. So you could, in theory, like free agency in the NFL, That's after tough. you prove it the first year, yeah. go to your coaching staff and say, listen, here's the deal. You know, I need the boosters. Uh, well, yeah. I need this agency to step up. They need to bring uh, $2 million to the plate because $1 is not enough. And if they don't, I'm going to Georgia. Yeah, presumably this is the kind of frustration that if you're lukewarm about recruiting to begin with, was probably the backbreaker and why you want to go to the pros. Why you want to go to the pros. You get a guy under contract, we're done talking here. You're under contract, four years, get your ass to practice. We're not talking anymore. Just show up. Uh, so guys will, you know, I mean, to some degree, uh, if you're not passionate about recruiting and, and embracing the fact that this is just the new way of doing business, you don't have to like it, but you do have to be adept at it. So the bottom line is if you don't want to do that, then take it on down the road and go into another realm of coaching. I think any great coach is going to have to accept that new reality without question, adapt. They can, behind closed doors, fight and lobby for change. I do think it, we're, we're in a position where they have, to, they have to seriously look at what's going on in college football, but this is where we get back to having a czar for college football really mattering, having an actual commissioner as we break off from those that can't participate in big boy football anymore. And there will be 100-plus universities that cannot they cannot, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. That's the way it is. Right. Yeah. Like for now, we all know that the example of the the group of five or the mid major type school. If you're a stud quarterback at Delaware or Eastern Michigan or Bowling Green or wherever, and that's that's just because of a growth spurt plus, I mean, some sort of ability yeah. you didn't have when you're in high school. Now you're discovered. That player is going to be in the transfer portal because they can get a payday, huge payday, to go to any one of these universities. My concern, and that, I think that's always going to be the case, whether or not it was on the up and up and we knew about it, that's mm-hmm, how that, mm-hmm. that stuff works. My question and concern is, yeah, if you've got a stud player who commits to a coach, coach is still there, coach hasn't left, but they say, I'm worth more now. Okay? <laughs> well, how are we going to sort this out? Because it never ends. You cannot build continuity with you, within your organization or your program unless we find some new rules and find them within the next 12 months. Yeah, I think early on you're just going to have to try to keep up with the Joneses, survive, put together something that allows you to win some football games. And in the interim, um, you know, I think in the interim, you, you that's all you can do. And then you have to hope that there will be some sort of football czar, some sort of plan in place. I, I, I don't think that any of the coaches 
I'm talking about Nick Saban and those that are in the position of uh, being king of college football like what's going on now. they they got to deal with it, and they're in a better position to deal with it, especially because they have lunatics for boosters. But, you know, it's still, it's still not healthy. It's still not a good situation where you can't build year-to-year continuity. Um, so I, I do believe that some sort of change will be forthcoming. i got every bowl game, every odd right here, right there. we get you early started. A little sneak peek at some of the value, Tom, to go along with the fact that uh, I was celebrating that Chris Marv took the uh, defensive coordinator's job there at Virginia Tech. We didn't have a chance to talk about that yesterday. We were doing headlines. Uh, that's really good news for Florida State, that he gets that job. Congratulations to him. He gets reunited with a coach he knows that he likes. And then at the same time, we don't have to pay his ass. Beautiful. Take it on down the road. That opens things up. That's why Randy Shannon was, of course, on the road recruiting for Florida State. Presumably he'll be on the staff now, which I think helps you recruit in South Florida. I don't think he's a huge upgrade on the staff in terms of X's and O's. I've never really thought that. Uh, But I really do think that he can help you in recruiting. That's important. And I also like not having to pay Chris Marv, who was doing a terrible job of recruiting. So that is important. So I think we we just upgraded. We talk about upgrades all the time. we got to address it when it happens. Jeff Cambridge, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hope you're well. Balls Big Wednesday edition. Is that first bowl game? What do we get there? Friday, December the 17th. All right. Not too far away. I'm the last holdout. Love the bowls. Can't have enough of them. You're not the last holdout. Oh, you should read these dumbasses. All of them. Oh, these bowls are meaningless. We know they're all meaningless. I'm like, what is wrong with you? It doesn't matter. You want less football, not more football? What kind of dumbass? Why would I want to read dumbasses? Well, they're everywhere. They're all around you. It's very difficult. That's why, to. yeah. Uh, Keep to yourself. No, no. What I'm saying is that people will talk about, well, you know, at this point, if you're not in year six or you're not in the college football, but we've known this for years that these have been exhibition games. I, for one, like exhibition games. I like to see more football, not less football. In fact, I think we should double the amount of bowls available. I think 1-11 teams should play one another. I think 2-10 teams should play one another. I want a different game on every effing night of the week from now until January 20th. I don't care. Keep playing. Play, 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 play until we exhausted every possible. Create a round robin. Yeah. Do it all. Who says, well, a round robin. All right. Who says, though, that you have to be 6-6 six and six or 5-7 and seven to get a bowl game? Who made that rule? Yeah. You could be 0-12. I don't care. The world's a-changing. Have I'd you taken a look at college football lately? i match you with another 0-12 there squad. One of you will get a win this year. Mm-hmm. How about that? Let's take on Nebraska right now. Yes. Actually, that's a bad matchup for us. <laughs> Martinez is in the portal. We're good. Well, actually, no. I would want him to start for them. That would be problematic. If somebody other than him starts, they got a chance to win games. That dude sucks. Uh, if he started against us, I like us big. 
we got to pressure our friend Alicia to relaunch that uh, bowl confidence pool too. I missed that the last mm-hmm. few years. That thing's always fun. Yeah. All the bowl Ooh, stuff is fun. I have it at a 37. I should probably move it down to my 23 <laughs> slot. <laughs> I love a all of injuries. I want more football. My East Tennessee State Buccaneers are still fighting. Still in there. Rolling Go on Bucks. That's right. Uh, but I was going through here the Bahamas Bowl. Soon we'll do the famed segment. That's the Steve Levy's hungover bowl. Mm. He's always, I don't think he's going to have to do that anymore yeah, he's now that he's allowed, Monday Night yeah, Football guy. Yeah. He used to be sunburnt and <laughs> baked out. Oh, the best ever hungover is the New Year's Day games. and The, the, the one that uh, I the, told you yes, about years ago. The Outback Bowl used to kick at 10 in the morning. 10 in the morning and seeing, what's his face, the former Detroit linebacker. Yeah, Chris Spielman. Oh, my God. My man. Chris is like, whoo profusely sweating. It was a photo akin to that Herb Street one that goes around where he's red in the face. And oh, he's just, yeah. yeah. Flummoxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh my goodness. Has he gotten angrier or is it just that I'm noticing it more? Well, I didn't, what happened? I didn't hear him. Was so, angry about what? Again, I don't follow him because it's all a dog and pony show with the college football playoff. I don't care about his opinions on things. Miami does because they feel like he was the reason that, mm-hmm. that the administration mm-hmm. woke up. But he says, you see, group of five got in. Everybody does have a chance. I don't I don't hear the chatter that not everybody has a chance. Where are you? It's like, would you stop being so thin-skinned? Yeah, well, Sir, I, don't, I don't know. you're on cheese it boxes. You don't need to concern yourself with the ideas but of why people is on he, Twitter. Yeah, but also, why is he carrying the water for the playoff committee or the oh. current playoff setup? Because it's lining the, the suit jacket that he's wearing every I mean, week. It's, I mean, to me, you could just you, – he, he's not going to lose his job if he's candid about the fact that it takes an act of God. I mean, let's admit what had to happen for Cincinnati to get in. Again, I brought this up already. I mean, you you have a two-loss Pac-12 champion, so there was no chance that they were going to somehow unseat Cincinnati. You know, a two-loss Big 12 champion, there was no chance there. You needed Ohio State to get blown out by Michigan. It happened. You know, you needed a lot of things to happen. I mean, there's... Yeah, I know. And he's ignoring all of those. Like, <laughs> like they were going to get in no matter what. That's all right. He's about three years away from writing SAD in all caps with an exclamation point. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I don't. I didn't notice it. I don't pay attention to that as much. And I don't. Well, a lot of times during the year, certainly we're doing game day, head to head. So I never think about it. No, there. it's it's on Twitter. That's oh, why because I I, I'm it. constantly checking for portal news and recruit news mm. and athletic director news. I'll tell you the news I'm checking for: the odds in the Middle Tennessee Toledo game. That's the fun. News. That's the news to check. And if you're wondering, Toledo's favored by ten with a total of fifty three and a half. Just saying, I know those kinds of things. Coastal. How much are you doing for the channel, for the uh, for the side venture here? So I'll probably do on the college sports book at some point a preview of every – not a preview, check that. Don't want to be working from now until the end of time. Uh, I will be doing a pick for every game. Uh, it, it, You're going to pick every bowl I think, game? I think I am. Oh, my God. I think God. I am. Well, because I would do it on my own anyhow. You know my rule of thumb is to bet on every single bowl game. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I, I bet on every single So you just pick a side in like 10 of them. Just well, I mean, I, I do my homework the best I can, and then I combine the knowledge I have and then the, the kind of, I've told you, the, the grouping that helps me figure out a power rating and over the course of the year, the, like the five or seven people that I look at whom I trust, whose numbers I agree with, and then I kind of come up with a power rating for all the games and then I, or, or teams, and then I look at those games. Yeah, and then I want action on every game. I'm going to watch every game anyhow because it's the last of the football we're going to get until next year. So if I'm going to watch all of them, I might as well bet on every single one of them because I can, and I will. 
and I'm going to. You know the one that <laughs> I believe you. You don't have to convince me. But you know the game that always gets to the cutting room floor for me is um, that there's two in Orlando, but it's the one that's on New Year's Day. Like, why don't they move that? It's it's like I talk about with hockey oh, and the outdoor right, classic. Right, yeah. Why would you play on New yeah, Year's yeah, in America? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. just murder to your ratings. Why would you ever do that? Go against the NBA on Christmas. Give yourself a fighting chance. Although not this year because we've got two NFL games on Christmas Day. Yeah, no and they're chance. both good. They're yeah. both good. One of them's Colts Patriots, I think. But uh, but yeah, that game, the Citrus Bowl, the outright Citrus Bowl. It's like, why move it to January the third? Nobody ever watches that dump of a game. By the way, I do. I have to tip of the cap to Jimmy Kimmel. There's the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. <laughs> He's sponsoring a bowl. He sponsored a bowl? <laughs> yeah, good for him. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's Utah State and Oregon State, which is actually an interesting game. Is it? You got a guess on that line? Oregon uh, State's favored. Uh, three and a half. Seven and a half. Big oh, well, favorite. No. no. Oh, big, you're taking too UTSA. Too big. Too big. My power ratings Sh- have it a four-point Sh- difference. Hey, listen, you need to jump on it right now, Tom Lang. Jump on it right that's now. That's a 42-unit confidence play. Oh, we're breaking out units. Hey, whoa. <laughs> what is this, Sean Salisbury's house? fun to say. The Frisco Football Classic, Thursday, December 23rd. Frisco, Texas. It's the Frisco Football Classic, live on ESPN North Texas, taking on Miami of Ohio. I'm Jeff Cameron, along board Tom Lang. <laughs> we could do that game. We are so pumped to be here. Oh, man, it's the Frisco. you got to put on the parade voice for a game like that. Unbelievable, Jeff. <laughs> what a wonderful day. Okay, Tom. Here come All the Frisco right. floats. The Frisco floats oh, out to the 50. Like you like know it. what that means? Another year. Nearly time for kickoff is what it means, and doing the honors is John Wilkes Booth. His parents were a big fan. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk Lincoln Riley introduction at Southern Cal. Did you see their little thing, the little setup they had? Holy moly, that's embarrassing. What are we doing at Southern Cal? It was embarrassing? Oh, humiliating. They had like a, a little portion of the Southern Cal band and the cheerleaders out in front of like what looked like a game show set. And there's five people sitting up there and they're playing Tusk, Fleetwood Max Tusk, which the Southern Cal band played on on the album Tusk in 1979. But anyhow, the point would, the point would be they did that, and you can see the look on Lincoln Riley's face, like, oh, this is what are we doing here? Wasn't quite as bad as the. Do you see what I'm talking about? You looking at that? Unbelievable! Yeah, I pulled it up. It's, oh, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it looks like the end what of the kind oh. of Mickey Mouse nonsense <laughs> we have going on over here. You ever go to the Muppet Vision 3D in Hollywood <laughs> Studios at the end? That's what it looks like. They got the band walking around. Yeah, no, it's silly. The whole thing is silly, and you can look at his face as it's happening. It's just sort of this. Oh boy. All right, we got to get through this. This is. 
you always wonder how there's not a voice of reason in moments like that to pull whoever decided this was going to be the game plan. In the midst of like laying bare that idea, which I'm sure they were enthusiastic about, as they say, and then you know what we'll do? We'll have the band play Tusk, and then he'll come up. You know why we're playing? Yes, I get it. I get it. I know why the band's playing Tusk. Yeah, but then he'll be up there, and we'll all start talking about how excited we are, and Lincoln can get to see all of this. There's not somebody who would go, yeah, my man, this is ridiculous. You, we look like buffoons. Why don't you just introduce the man in, in a nice setting that shows off the university's decadence? Why don't we? Yeah, I would have taken him down to the beach yeah, I mean, and set well, it up on the beach. Yeah, or, if you, if you want, or yeah. just a really nice Ladies auditorium. I mean, something. Lincoln <laughs> Riley. It's silly. It's silly. Uh, but... If you haven't seen it, go search online. The interwebs have it. And it's hilarious to watch it play out. Uh, that said, where was I going? I was going somewhere else. I was going to, oh, I know We're what it was. rolling the rocks. Yeah, we are rolling the rocks. This is important. This is important. Not a lot that happens on the Jeff Cameron Show is important, but this one is. So if you would, throw up the, uh, the, the thingy, the, the, the placard, the digital placard. <laughs> there it is. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, the JCS annual hall, holiday bowling tournament that we do. It's taking place on the 20th of this month. Put it on the calendar. 7 p.m. District 850. And this is a good one. A uh, couple things to mention. You guys know where District 850 is if you're local here. Uh, hopefully you do. If not, look it up. Easy to get to. Call Google. Make your way over there with your gift cards or your gifts unwrapped for the children preferably not used, <laughs> drop right. them off. There's going to be a spot for you to drop them off. District 850 is aware of it. They understand it is in conjunction with the Guardian Ad Litem. They understand it's in conjunction with the JCS Annual Holiday Bowling Tournament. If you go there with gifts, preferably two, one for a boy, one for a girl if you can. Or gift cards. Whatever you can do. And gift cards are greatly appreciated because then – uh, the fine folks at the Guardian Ad Litem can take the kids and they can pick out what they want. So if you're uncertain of what to get, then that's fine. But listen, we want both because it's also exciting to see what the community gathers to give and, and, and give back. And, and it happens every year in a way that's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Uh, and it's awesome. It brings out the best of our fair community. So if you could, drop off that stuff between now and the 20th at District 850. If you're just thinking about it, driving down the road, maybe you go in, you go grocery shopping somewhere, and you're like, oh, you know what, here I am at the Target. A little love for the Target, I guess. Uh, grab a gift card. That's great. You know, Or if you're at Walmart, wherever the hell you go, just grab a gift card. Let's do this thing. Yeah, if you're going to be a member of one of the 16 teams, then you can obviously do as you've done in the past, which is bring just the toys bring that you, night. Yeah. But but there are there's a toy drop-off, a gift card drop-off, donation drop-off starting today. Uh, went and site visited yesterday over awesome. at District 850. It's over by the Canopy Development. So that's the general part of town that it's in. They've got a giant tree right in their reception mm -hmm. area, and in mm -hmm. front of it there will be a drop-off. If you don't see it or, or you're confused, when you walk in, there's a, a reception desk to the left. You can ask, and, and they know to, that we're coming. They know that all these donations for the Garden Adlitem are being built up, and, and we're so happy to be at this venue this year. It's going to be a great experience, too. If you want to sign up for it, and you have not That's the yet. big one. There you go. Tell about Radio at warchant.com. We've already had a handful of teams sign up. Spots are closing fast. We have 16 teams this year, 16 lanes. So if you want to sign up. Teams of four, 16 lanes. 
get to crack a lacking. I'll put the lower third up in just a second, but it's teams of four. We're not asking for single players or, or you know groups of two at this time. Only if you have a full team of four. Please sign up at radio at warchant.com, and we will uh, respond to you and let you know that you're in the fold. And uh, the final team decisions will come out two days from or no no we'll do it next week sorry because uh, we were going to do it uh, sooner mm-hmm. uh, but now the bowling tournament is on the twentieth yeah maybe Monday Monday we will have uh, the announcements out to you if you're in so thank you for signing up thank you for your interest and thank you for your donations in advance it's huge love it thank you guys as Tom said in advance cracked up laughing here I went back to the top because I didn't acknowledge this when we started the show Kevin. The fact that Jeff manifested Max Johnson into the portal, laugh out loud. Steven, like and spike. Jeff, go ham about the Johnson brothers coming to visit. <laughs> Chris, hey, Jeff, your wish has happened. Max and Jake Johnson have entered the portal. Well, Jake just decommitted. Max has entered the portal. Daryl, well, Jeff, your boy Max is in the portal. Maybe you can put a call into Brad. Already did. Already did, Daryl. Already did. Come on it. Hey, Jeff, your boy's in the portal. That's from Gregory. Uh, on, we keep going. Yes. We, yeah. It's, yep. We've acknowledged it. We've acknowledged it. I love it. Uh, it's, it's exciting. Can't guarantee you that I can bring it on home, but I am doing all that I can to make it a distinct possibility. I, I will give you this. Here's a nugget, Tom. A little nugget? Yeah. Don't expect that answer regarding Max and his brother. Don't expect it. I'm saying it can't happen, but I wouldn't spend a lot of time worrying that we needed to know anything by the 15th. Take their time. That's interesting because then that would be financial aid agreement uh, territory because the signing period is Wednesday through Friday of next week, uh, early signing period, but I you can show up on campus with a financial ag- aid agreement. I think that if that rule is still in place, you know, mm-hmm. because they certainly they both want to be early enrollees. That's the key. You want to get them out here for spring. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see what, uh, what what takes place here. I would think, uh, to me, I would think they, they're going to take their time. There will be a lot of suitors. There will be a lot of people that are very interested in both those players, to say the least. And I think they probably owe it to themselves. And listen, I, I wish it was as easy as and a slam dunk as, hey, we're just going to FSU. But I don't think it's going to work that way. I think a lot of people will buy for their services. So, And I know them to be very deliberate. They were very deliberate when they went through the process to begin with. Um, and, and you could see why. Brad is uh, a guy that's going to want to sit down and talk to any potential coach about what the future looks like for his boys and how, how they see them and you know, being used and what they're, what they're efforting to do offensively, all that stuff. It, it, it'll be a thorough vetting. Yeah, the one thing I'd say, it would be obviously a big boon for the quarterback room. It would raise the floor of the quarterback room. And if Jordan gets hurt, you're not dead in the water, which is that, that's a positive. Well, and also, me. I want to create competition because I think it's, it would be a hell of a competition. Jordan could still win the job. Right. Would maybe even, if you were placing odds, you might even say he was likely to win the job. I, I don't know about that, but okay, I get it. I'm here for the argument. But I do know it would be a quarterback competition, like a legit quarterback competition. Yes, and Max's skill set fits what we want to do because he's mobile enough. I mean, he, he's not like light speed, but he's, he's um, I feel like he's faster than, say, Schrader at, at Syracuse. He's yes. more like, uh, Dracovic is, is actually decent in the open field. Like, Max is kind of like that. He's got enough arm strength, so it fits in what we want to do. He understands RPO concepts. Yeah. yeah. It's not, 
he's not a statue that you're like, well, how's he going to fit? I, I know that this offense can mold around different quarterbacks, but he's got enough dual threat to him. And you watched him on the road beat Florida as a freshman in the swamp. I mean, he's won some big games yeah. and made big plays against much better competition than we face. So I don't, I mean, this would be a good quarterback battle. We need that. Yeah, with Duffy. We need that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Duffy, you don't want to start Duffy in year one. You, you want him to battle and learn. And but, yeah, then he's in spring. He goes with the third stringers. There you, know? you go. And then we paid nine offensive linemen to be here. Yes. And now you could yes. get good scout team reps with Duffy and a good offensive yes, line. Yes, you see it. There it is. Five that's, million dollars later. That's let's get how, there. That's how we do it. Here we go. Create competition along with the five linebackers you bring in from the transfer portal. Because Lord knows we've got none. Yeah. Save your money. Whew. Hour number two, fourth. Can we stay with?